Well, it has been a week for Elon Musk. On Monday, he was in Israel meeting with Netanyahu and live streaming to X while his SpaceX was launching another Falcon with more Starlink satellites. Then Tuesday, he posted, then deleted a right-wing conspiracy theory meme. Wednesday, you might have seen a little something about him telling former ex-advertisers to go F themselves for what he called blackmailing him with their advertising money. Then Thursday, he delivered the long-awaited first Cybertrucks to customers at the Gigafactory in Austin, complete with videos showing that the Cybertruck is better at towing than a Ford F-350 diesel, it's faster than a Porsche 911 even while towing a 911, and that it's actually bulletproof. Of course, they also revealed that it's going to be more expensive with less range than what they originally announced. But forget the Cybertruck for a minute. There's something else that he is not talking about, and we think it could be bigger than Cybertruck, bigger than Tesla's entire automotive business. And today on Dumb Money, we're going to be talking about it. What Elon didn't say and why we think Tesla could be the investment opportunity of the decade. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Dumb Money Live. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. We do need your help getting this video out there. Help us get to the elusive 100,000 subscriber mark. We're less than 2,000 away. You can support the channel, not with your money. I mean, advertisers need to go F themselves. All we want is a tap to the like button. It is quick, it is easy, it is free. And while you're at it, just drop us a comment. Tell the almighty algorithm just how engaging we are. Chris Jordan, this is not the first time we've talked about Tesla. It's not going to be the last time we talk about Tesla. But today we're talking about a part of Tesla that I think most people are underestimating. The Tesla Optimus, the Tesla bot, the Elon bot. It's the humanoid robot that we've only seen a few glimpses of, uh, but I think it could be a bigger deal than all of the cars and Cybertrucks that Tesla is ever going to sell. And Chris, I, I see you're not at home. You, you're in Austin right now, right? Yeah. Where else? You have to be in Austin with the uh, Cybertruck event, Dave. Yeah, I, I came down and uh, I'm in the movie theater of uh movie theater of soho house down here uh which is pretty cool That's place just like to uh, a random co-working space that, that i can imagine but uh i have the whole theater to myself this is this is can like you, a, can you uh, like show us show us your surround first of all let's do yeah, it it's really really cool it's just the craziest yeah. thing that yeah. i've ever yeah wow <laughs> good work but I know that you you are, uh, you know, you jumped back on the Tesla bandwagon. I think your thesis is all about the Tesla bot, right? Well, wait. Okay, I think there's something else that that if you're going to start a conversation about Tesla right now, you can't do it without talking about this first. So can we rewind to what's going on with Twitter because it is exceptionally important if you're a Tesla investor. So I think what Elon kind of didn't say this week was that advertisers were going to put Twitter out of business. And I don't think he was joking. I've been following this story since the day he bought Twitter. And I don't think people understand he was actually speaking the truth. I think that Twitter is starting to spiral so quick right now I can see it in Elon. He didn't look good. I can tell he is stressed. Everyone's been talking about that. He is stressed. I think he's stressed because he knows what's coming. And what's coming is he is going to have to infuse, I think, another 10, 
plus billion dollars into Twitter to keep it. I don't think he has a choice. He can't, whether he, he's not going to sell Twitter. I don't think that's going to happen. Even if he does sell Twitter, he still might need to put more money in to cover the gap in the sales price. So as a Tesla investor, you need to be loving this. And here's why. Uh, this is yet going to be another opportunity, I think, uh, to acquire Tesla shares at a deep discount to current prices when it happens. We saw what happened last time Elon had to liquidate Tesla shares for Twitter. The market now knows. So the second, the second uh, that there's a rumor that he started to sell shares or we get confirmation via SEC registration that he's selling shares, I think we will see a massive, massive Tesla dump out of fear. Um, and that here should that be the opportunity for, for us to jump in and buy shares as everyone else is freaking out. Well, it, well, if you if you like Tesla long term, so that's the second part of this conversation. But for those here that do want to get into Tesla, you need to be doing Tesla research right now because this could be the big window coming up. I I think after this next sale of Tesla shares, which I think is inevitable for Elon. I'm not sure if there will be another. So on Wednesday, he did he did specifically say like the the go f yourself quote was the one that made headlines, but he he went on to say that these advertisers by blackmailing me are going to kill Twitter, going to kill X. He's starting to deflect. He's, he's, them out he's deflecting blame. He tried to like he's he's hedging his bet basically, going putting putting the kind of thought out there that well X may end, and if it does, it's going to be because these advertisers are not for free speech the way Elon is for free speech, right? That he's trying to set the narrative in advance for that. So, do you think necessarily he has to keep it going, or well, X is not ending? It's it's X won't end. No, it's not going to end. What he's saying is, hey, like they're killing Twitter, and he's going to have to infuse more capital. Someone will own Twitter. It will either be him entirely without any debt because the debtor he's going to be forced to covering that debt and then he's just going to own the entire thing outright or he'll be forced into a sale but he doesn't need to sell it he can simply sell spacex shares and sell tesla shares um to recoup that debt and just own it outright i mean i think that's what's going to happen but as a tesla shareholder that maybe wants to buy more tesla it might not be the worst thing in the world, right? So <laughs> I think it's happening. I think it's, I don't know what, I, I feel like it has to be in the next six to nine months um, that something happens because you need to give it a couple quarters for Twitter to actually have to show those losses to their bankers. Bankers are going to have to strategize and figure out how hard they push him to make good on revaluation of Twitter and coming up with the difference. But guys, I, I think it's happening. I think it's happening. Yeah, yes, I mean, the problem is that no matter what, with the comments that he made with uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin, uh, d is any advertiser comfortable coming in when he's going to disparage them like that? No. So no. he sells some shares of Tesla or SpaceX or whatever, infuse that capital into Twitter for X. Is that just a, is that just a short-term Band-Aid? Um, because it's going to keep shorting if he could, if he's going to keep disparaging, uh, advertisers like that. Jordan, nobody needs Twitter as an advertiser. Okay. We advertise, like, not for dumb money, but like we've been advertising for startups for, you know, like, 20 years. So like, if it, no, to hang that way, then why, why would any advertiser come there? Why keep the platform up if it's just going to continue to lose money with no advertiser? Yeah. It's too small. The engagement levels on Twitter are way too small. The the niche, the demographics are kind of interesting, but yeah. Yeah. It, it, no advertiser is having any issues not advertising on Twitter. <laughs> You're able to get plenty of impressions outside of Twitter. So it, it, it's a non-issue. I didn't think you realized that. So it's it's not looking good uh, for Twitter, which is not looking good for short-term, I think. Short-term, it's a really big negative for Tesla. Uh also, the Cybertruck, I just want to get your guys' reactions on Cybertruck, because I'm going to tell you right now, I was the biggest Cybertruck doubter.
for the last few years. I, I thought it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, I still kind of think it's ridiculous. That said, I think the Cybertruck strategically for Tesla is freaking brilliant. I think it is the world's number one automotive advertisement globally. It's probably, whether you love it or hate it, and I kind of hate it, not as much as I used to with the refinements they've done to the curvature, uh, it, but I still hate it. That said, it's freaking awesome to bring eyeballs. I, I can't wait to see one in person. The first time I see one, I will be sprinting, sprinting to check it out. I would do anything to drive in one. Like, I, this, you know what you're going to do? I, it's just going to take a picture of it. And you're going to post it to Anderson. You're going to post it to Instagram. You're you're going to share it. It's kind of yeah. like when the Sphere opened in Las Vegas and it was this thing that nobody yeah. had ever seen. Everybody takes a picture of it and everybody shares it. So you're right. It is a huge advertising platform for Tesla. So Tesla never has to actually spend dollars on advertising because people are going to do it for them. Anytime right. you see one, you're going to be excited. It's never to a, a high margin, high volume driver for Tesla, right? It's expensive to make. Uh, it's got to use a ton of lithium, right? Um, and it's never, <laughs> they're never going to do any volume. So it does from a business standpoint, it doesn't matter. Except maybe, like you said, uh, to get some eyeballs on Tesla. Well, you know there are there are some projections, Jordan, that if he is able to produce, let's call it half a million units within a few years on an annualized basis, which you know he says I think he wants to get up to a quarter of a million in the next couple, you know, two years, two three years, uh, that it will do, re it will meaningfully impact Tesla's bottom line by like I don't know, close to fifteen percent. So, like, that said, it, you're right. It doesn't really matter. The big impact here is the impression on the brand that they could actually do something wild and cool and fun. And you know what, guys? I told you this before. I freaking hate cars the last 15 years. Cars are boring. They're not interesting anymore. You know what cars need? You know what the automotive industry needs? It's just something freaking fun and stupid yeah. and just something to, like, wake people up to have fun again with automotive and you know what that's what this did i, I like you got to give kudos to tesla man like this is what automotive manufacturers should be like they should be doing wild stuff like this especially when it's they, they're going to sell everyone they make it's remote as hell dude remember 30 years ago when you would like see these concept cars that looked so cool that looked like the future i feel like we've finally seen a car manufacturer put out a concept car and then a few years later, actually release it. Yeah. We saw real people getting into these crazy looking things. And I think it's great. And I think that it it is a huge like brand push for Tesla. Didn't you guys see the video of it beating the 911 while towing a 911? That is the, yeah. that is stunningly cool. <laughs> I, I, love, I love how like it, it was a perfect shot too, because Elon's like, oh, one more thing, and then you see it's towing it. It, it was so don't how about that little weird. So I was watching, uh, you know, I was watching some TikTok earlier, uh, maybe yesterday, and there was a Rivian that got like a little small dent on like the back fender, and the insurance company almost had to total the car allegedly because the entire side, like in the roof, it's all one like piece of metal, and so to repair this, if you were to actually replace the bolt, would have been insane now they ended up you know using pantless debt repair for that specific one but if you were to have to replace some of these panels on these newer designs uh you know I, I think repairability there's just a lot of issues right now with some of these newer companies I mean, the newer they were shooting or... they were shooting a machine gun at the side of the cyber truck and yes you will have to get that panel like repaired but it didn't it didn't go through you could just leave bullet holes in this or bullet impressions in the side of your Cybertruck. And By the way, I was very disappointed. The original window experiment was with these steel balls, and the uh, new, the refreshed window experiment was with a little soft baseball. It was like it was literally a softball. They, they threw a real soft. You know the phrase they yeah. throw a, a softball. That's what they did. It survives the softball. They literally threw a softball. <laughs> Guys, did you see the video that went viral this week? of the raptor i think it was a raptor i think uh or maybe it was like an f you know maybe it was just a ford truck or a jeep it might have been a jeep actually sorry it, it was going up a sand dune like this insane sand dune um and just a tesla y 
beat it. Like it was why, and we saw, I saw that and I was just like, dude, the videos that are going to come out with this cyber truck are going to be wild the next few months. Like the, what some of the promo videos, some of the stuff people will be doing with the cyber truck, this is going to generate billions of dollars, I think, in media exposure for Tesla over the next year. And when I say media exposure, I mean, I mean media like through digital media, but also just one on one in real life exposure is going to be massive. Every individual in the world is going to see this truck, go up to it, have conversations with the owner. Like, remember when I got my, I was like the first person in Dallas to, to get a Ford Bronco, the new one. Mm-hmm. I told you, like, I couldn't even leave my house. I would just go to the grocery store and I couldn't be left alone. There would be like three or four people coming up to me, just going to the pharmacy, wanting to have full on conversations about what I thought about the Bronco, want to look inside. It was fun for like a few months. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to be driving freaking cyber truck the first six to nine months right just forget it the, you, your life is over six to nine months those are the very early adopters who got like the, the the first ones to put their deposit down like i'm i probably i i you know i did it on the show i i put my deposit yeah. down like years ago i guess but i'm so far down the list i probably won't get it until 2026 i i thought you were insane dave I think I might have actually also put my name on the list at some point, but I thought you were insane. I, but now, it just seems kind of. Ge- are you? Well, you would get one, right? If they offered it to you, uh, yeah, I, I would get it tomorrow. Elon, if yeah. you're listening, I would just put me, bump me up the list. I will talk about it nonstop. I will, I will actually become a YouTuber again on my other channel and just be a full-on Cybertruck channel. Because is it where you go to like employees and and. Uh, generally Tesla friendly people, right? Is that kind of the? I will be Tesla friendly. I'm. I could be the most Tesla friendly. I'll drive down to Austin and go pick it up myself. By Tesla friendly, I mean like maybe NDAs and things like that. I'll sign whatever they want, but I will still have to be a YouTuber because I. I that would be just so. I and that's what I feel like. There's going to be so much like just people when they get their early early version, or the first people to get them. I think are going to be just posting nonstop. And other people will be posting them doing stuff. Do you see that that rollover test where they had it like coming screeching in to the to the dirt and it di- it didn't roll over? Yeah, I think all of the impact tests and all of the safety tests look really good. It it makes me think that if Elon weren't so accidentally divisive, I, and I say accidentally, like it's not that he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's kind of he just doesn't I know. know. He just no, I think, he does, I think he, a lot of it is accidental. He has opinions, but think about it. Like, if Einstein were alive today and had access to social media, he'd probably be saying a bunch of dumb shit, too. He just has really... compare Einstein and, uh, and Elon Musk. Well, no way. I, I, I think he... I think Elon and... Yeah, how about Nikolai Tesla? I'm just, the other one is a brilliant marketer. They're totally different people. Yeah. Uh, 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 agreed. I I think Elon just has some really severe Aspergers, and it's not talked of. Everybody knows it, but it's not. It's not that it's an excuse, but it certainly is a major factor and is been an impediment for Tesla. Like I, I'm telling you guys, like I wonder where Tesla would be right now in terms of demand if it weren't for Elon the past 12 to 18 months and everything he's done, everything he's said, he's been so divisive. There are now so many people. It's, it's, it's no joke guys. There are a large percentage of the population won't touch anything that Tesla does because of Elon. And it's, it's really sad. And it, I I will say I've been, I've been reading some reports that he's been losing some talent too. At, at both SpaceX, uh, at, you know, in his AI division, that he has lost talent because of some of this. Um, that's, I think, me makes me a little bit worried because you need those people. You have to have those people with where Tesla is going, with where we want it to go with humanoids, right? Which is the last half of this conversation. And it makes me a little bit nervous. 
I don't know how much talent he's losing. By the way, I've either, and I literally try to follow his media. Uh, they're uh, they're uh, humanoid robots. I'm sorry, what? Have you seen the latest videos of the humanoid robots? Where they're like, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I saw mm-hmm. the thing at least thing back at AI Day uh, back in September, I think. And yeah, uh, what is kind of amazing is they went from not being able to do much, barely being able to balance, to uh, be fully end to end like video input and motorized, you know, output, sorting things, uh, you know, moving things around. Uh, They're completing completing tasks, learning how to do tasks. I know that they're uh, trying to hire for like reinforcement learning engineers now. That's I get a lot of my information by following Tesla engineers. So I created my favorite feature on uh, X is lists because you don't have to follow someone. You can add them to a private list, and then you can just see a conversation of all of the Tesla robot engineers that I could find, right? And I find them by finding the one that that the Tesla Optimus account tweeted or retweeted, and then seeing who he follows and finding the other workers who are active on X. Um, But Dave, can you share that list with me? Can you actually just share the list? Yeah. Can you please do that? I would love... Is there a way for the community to have access to that list somehow? Public list, yeah. We can, we can make it public. If you just go to at uh, Dave Hansen on Twitter, I'll make it public this afternoon. Oh, okay, great. I have, Thank I have you. a Twitter, I have a, um, a Tesla engineer list, and then a separate one for Tesla bot, uh, because they're they're subsets of the same company, but the bot engineers retweet a lot of like interesting white papers on AI and like robotics. And I'm just a nerd. So, yeah, I'll, I'll so and there's only like three or four of them that I follow, but it's to have them all in a single thread and filter out all the rest of uh, X to get just those people. It's uh, I, I think a great resource. I have I use lists all the time. I have Washington, D.C. reporters uh, as a list, because anytime there's a like some kind of thing going on, I want to be able to see what the actual reporters are tweeting from D.C. I, go to my Twitter. I'll, I'll make some of those public. So part of the reason I'm here in Austin is also to hopefully get some updates on our humanoid company down here. And I was that, a little... Are we invested in? Is it... Um, yes. Yeah. And I was a little bit... I was not discouraged, but I was kind of surprised. I, you know, I, they're working with everyone. And I was like, I saw that Amazon was actually starting to deploy full humanoids uh, in their... For logistics with another another competing company because that, that's what these guys are doing like they're the, the big boys like walmart amazon ups there's a handful of humanoid companies they're working with to just test and i know that we're in the mix but i wanted to kind of see kind of where these other ones were relative to our company and also to get an update on kind of industry insight into tesla's humanoid because i know they've been somewhat secretive but that—that's the big thing that he's being kind of quiet about, and it's the most meaningful thing happening at Tesla. I've been saying this nonstop. Uh, the Tesla humanoid, I think, has the potential to be meaningfully larger than the entire automotive business. I think it can become one of the largest businesses we've ever seen in our entire lifetime, with massive barriers to entry, which is my number one concern for AI is that there are not enough AI-based companies that have high barriers to entry. But when you start integrating AI into machinery that needs to be you know, produced on manufacturing lines that are capital-intensive and take years and years to iterate on parts and machinery, that's where Tesla can perhaps have such an edge, way more of an edge than they even have on other automotive companies and for electric Tesla, cars. Tesla's uh, head start in manufacturing gets them closer to being the one that might make that humanoid robot accessible to the consumer. Where, you know, there's yeah. it's two different classes of robot. One that you don't need to make, you know, that many of because how many how many possibly could every warehouse in Amazon, every a lot. That's a big number. 
a lot. Big number, oh. but the bigger number is how many, like if, if every person in the country decided they needed one or two at their house, that's a bigger number. And Elon has made the same prediction. He said that he, the same prediction that you just made, Chris, he said that he thinks that the majority of their long-term value at Tesla will be the Optimus. He said that the actual demand could be a huge number, like 10 billion units, maybe 20 billion units. So in, in you know, Elon's overestimation, I'm thinking that 5 billion units, right? Um, and that it would be vastly in excess of the number of cars. Well, you have to understand, don't think, now I know where Jordan's head's going. Jordan's head's like, well, he's, he's trying to think about how many humans are doing work on Earth. Uh, and how many of those it would displace? Human on Earth, 8 billion. And so he wants to basically have an order of magnitude the same as the number of humans. But wait, Jordan, wait, wait, wait. Oh. But, but you're, th you're thinking about displacing humans. I'm thinking about it differently. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking that you basically you double the amount of humanoids uh, if you, you take actual humans. and Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, are there new things that you could do that you wouldn't even consider doing with a human, but if you had access to humanoids productivity, or are we displacing productivity? And that's, I think that's the question. Or, or, or are we doing things that we never would have even attempted to do previously because now we have $25,000 humanoids? Yeah. So that would be like a yeah. reason for Yeah. But you and I, Chris, we will, we will be the first to buy these stupid robots right and we will wow. use them for things that we would not hire a human to do i will have one come with me on vacation just to take pictures right yeah yeah you can I, do that with a drone now but that takes too much like i i just want one to follow me around and be an expert i have learned by watching other photographers of what makes a good photo and then just go out with with its own built-in camera eyes i guess and take take pictures of a vacation Every single job you have to get on a ladder, I think, is perfect, right? Because you don't. Nobody wants to get on a ladder. It's dangerous. Dude, it's so much more than that. I, I I've been in deep thought on this on this question of how many humanoids is enough, and I, I fully believe that we're talking two to three per household. I'm just telling you. I see it. I visualize it. I've been thinking about this a long time, and I think the future is two to three humanoids per household. Here's my question, right? So. We know that you can't just have the self-driving car, but could the humanoid get to where it can drive your car? Well, apps, you, you could, but I don't even think that's... You, it's yes, you, you, you could. Would, you wouldn't need that. And I just put a, on the screen now one of our viewers there. Elon uh, Musk also said there'd be a, a million robo-taxis by 2020. You yeah, put it in my If Elon is saying that we're going to have uh, humanoid robots in two years, you know that's four to five years he's you know, going to have like the first the first version that that like 20 people will be able to have for dude forget about what elon's like honestly you don't need to go by this is not this has nothing to do with elon saying that humanoids are going to be big elon could come out tomorrow and be like i don't care about human I, I wouldn't care i would still have the same exact thought i think we're at two to three humanoids per household eventually i think manufacturing, logistics, operations, uh, service industry, kitchens, everything. It's just, it, it's, I see it clearly. This is the biggest opportunity of the decade as an investor, the next decade, I think. And, and you have the, to get the opportunity, of it. The investment opportunity to have, it's, it's like a generational opportunity. We, we don't get a shift in the types of things that people purchase and use like this since the the automobile yes and and the ch the chips that will be required to not just operate these humanoids but the chips that will be required to operate the ai in the cloud that is powering you know call it half a billion to a billion humanoids globally that are doing not even not even in the cloud just just in their their own self-learning in their own neural network brain that it, it's just it's insane that it's insane to think that we wouldn't be using robots for things that can be learned and repeated
Like if you think that a human surgeon is going to do a better job than the robot surgeon that has learned from every surgery that a robot has ever done before, I, I just think you're right. There's there's such a use case for them that both, but, both in in industrial and in personal use. Dave, look at what McDonald's is doing. McDonald's just launched a new brand called Cosmics. And the mascot of the brand, the entire brand, is based around a robot from the 80s McDonald's universe uh, that actually has some interesting McDonald's lore uh, attached to this character. And I think the reason why they're doing it is it's going to be only drive-through and I think walk-up. And I believe and now we, just have to put a, we, we have to clarify, this is a single location where they're testing this new product. And because it's in the public and the Internet exists, everyone know, now knows that McDonald's is testing this. The, the, yeah, not something they're, they're even talking about rolling it, out. It, 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 it's a, it's their version of Dutch Bros. Uh, Selling the sugar bucks. Yeah, it's sugary caffeine drinks and sugary ener energy drinks, just like Dutch Bros. It's genius. The market wants it. The market's already consuming it. McDonald's. It looks like a fantastic version of what they're doing. Like I actually love the concept. But mo most importantly, I believe that this concept is going to be mostly robotic driven as well. So, yeah, they're, they're yeah. this didn't come from nowhere. The, I the think McDonald's building the drinks. I think it's a PR thing. So McDonald's knows that this next concept is going to be heavily robotic opera, uh, uh, robotic operations, and they wanted to figure out a way to humanize that to make it fun, to make it interesting, so that the public wouldn't have too much backlash about McDonald's having a place that was basically robotically driven. And, and so they made this mascot with an authentic robot from the McDonald's. Uh, you know, campaigns back yeah, in the eighties. The Fry Guys and, and Ronald McDonald, like out there with uh, the cheese burglar and who else? Mayor McCheese. But are you reading between like, <laughs> like, are you seeing what's happening? It's it's all the robots are coming. They're freaking coming. The McDonald's is going. They're rebranding their new restaurant as a robot restaurant, guys. Like this, it's inevitable. I can't stop thinking about this, um, and I still think, and I really hope that that Elon gets his shit together, uh, because this is just too big of an opportunity for Tesla. Uh, In addition I, to Tesla, though, are there any other public investments that will benefit from the robot world? I think the AI picks and shovels will, will benefit. We've had that episode, you know, uh, you know, we, we talked about. You know, SMCI, uh, we talked about some of the other pick and shovel. We talked, you know, me and Jordan were on the phone the other night talking about ARM, uh, which is insanely over, seems like it's still overpriced. Like the valuations are ridiculous on yeah, ARM. I mean, it has that crazy idea. Yeah. But there will be ARMs. I, I hope there's a time we can buy it because I'd love to own ARM. No, yeah. All the all of your AI pick and shovel companies. I still think Nvidia is a fascinating company when you think about what they're doing with software. Uh, so Amazon had an announcement this last week at their uh, you know reinvent annual conference. It was fascinating because they talked about their two new AI chips that are internal to Amazon that they have come up with and are manufacturing, but they also announced that they're extending and broadening the relationship with NVIDIA. And the reason for that is not because Amazon wants to extend their relationship with NVIDIA. Amazon clients are demanding the NVIDIA AI ecosystem, right? So the ecosystem that NVIDIA has built out with their software that basically requires NVIDIA chips is really sticky and really powerful. And now Amazon is forced to having that installed inside so much of AWS. It's just absolutely, it has to be frustrating for Amazon. Uh, so NVIDIA is like forcing themselves with this ecosystem uh, into the big, you know, cloud computing companies, Microsoft, Google, 
Amazon, all of them. NVIDIA is becoming more of a software company in a lot of ways. The IP play, it's, it's all intellectual property with, with them. Yeah. Yeah. And we we could debate we could listen we could debate valuation and all that stuff but dude I I I I have to have my Nvidia like it's it's a stock that if it falls more I would consider you know I need Nvidia again we're all testing your use of Nvidia instead of Nvidia Amen oh I keep going back to it I know how to say it I just forget it. Oh, it's people did it, it dude it was it was a long night last night guys I went down to the mothership uh you know for those y'all know the mothership is joe rogan's comedy club in austin and dude i know i texted you guys this already that joe rogan show that i saw last night love or hate rogan you know i have my issues with rogan sometimes for misinformation uh but that was just comic pure comic genius he went on for like an hour well over an hour it must have been like an hour and 20 minutes and just this is he was just the last comic of the night and yeah. put on a show that was so deep so thoughtful so magical like that guy has been honing this set i assume he's getting ready for another big netflix special or something because he's down there at his own comedy club twice a night multiple times a week putting on an hour show this is 40 bucks 40 bucks you get the whole hit you get the three comics before him and rogan it is it is the best ticket in Austin right now, guys. The place very environment that we have. It's almost a discount. It's great. Yeah. It is. I had the greatest time, guys. Like, and I was in the last row because I was. A, I had to wait two hours and twenty minutes to get a walk up ticket to that show, and I got in like 20, 30 minutes late. It was one of the best nights of entertainment I've had in a long time. And I go to comedy clubs a lot in Manhattan. Uh, I go to the, the comedy cellar there. This is like top five or 10 of my life down here in Austin. So highly recommend going to the mothership right. of you guys. I'm going I'm not, to... It's not a paid advertisement. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make a specific trip down there just to, just to see the show. It sounds it sounds too good to miss. <laughs> it, it was great. Use our promo code. No, we, we, we don't have anything to sell. <laughs> no, I, I, God, I wish I could just buy... So you got to buy tickets. They saw it in minutes every time they announce a new show. Yeah. Uh, but you can wait for a stand-up ticket, like two, two and a half hours. So uh, theme of the episode, guys, I, I, I can't say it enough. We're going to start doing some deep dives into humanoids. That's why I'm down here in Austin. Uh, we want to be your one-stop shop for humanoid coverage. The next two to three years are going to blow your mind. Uh, like I said, Amazon's using them right now. Logistics, full humanoids. Uh, the company we're working with is deploying and shipping their humanoids, I believe, in within four to six months for logistics. Humanoid robots on their website that look like they're just ready to go. One one of them, I think, is uh, available for purchase, and the other is like coming soon. Yeah, and these are obviously all Gen 1, just hitting the streets for the first time. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it's exciting. Um, if you're an investor and you're like looking for the next big thing, we're not financial advisors. This is just like kind of like our thoughts on what we're doing. But for me, it's humanoids. I, I will spend, I don't know, at least 10 hours a month on humanoid research and maybe a lot more than that. Once we get closer, uh, to a lot of these humanoids launching in the next one to two years, Tesla is in the poll, but the experts saying that the next step towards that that agi that that is that will come at some point is by having onboard processing in a humanoid that can go out and actually do things like that 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 test of having a robot being able, being able to walk through the front door of a place it doesn't know and look around and figure out how to go make a cup of coffee that is only possible with a humanoid so, so, Dave, I was on family vacation in New York last week for Thanksgiving, and I went into, man, I don't know if this is like, I think it might have been Macy's or Birdoff's, like I, in a high floor, they had this, they had this setup with a robotic coffee area, and you could pick any kind of coffee that you want or hot chocolate and they it was basically just the arm of a humanoid right and this mm -hmm. robotic arm 
was actually sifting through the cups, utilizing machines and different creamers, and it was taking it through all of the steps. And it was so freaking cool just to watch. And you just go up, you scan your credit card, and the humanoid arm makes you any coffee you want perfectly. It, not like in some weird machine. Like it just, it's actually doing it the way a human would do it, but just the arm of the human. I've seen a video of like a robot bartender doing the same thing, like picking up bottles and, and pouring and like shaking and all that. And this is all stupid stuff, like simple, relatively simple stuff. You cannot wrap your mind around where this is going. You can not do it. I'm telling you, it, it, it's going to do everything. It's going to take over everything. This is happening. We're looking at twenty-five dollars to $35,000 a humanoid within five to seven years. That's the estimate that people inside the industry have given me. Um, and think about that, guys. Think about how expensive a car is. All right. Think about how, like, people are going to buy these at scale. Like they're, they're going to, even if it only does a dozen things in your house, pe people will buy these at scale. I, I, I told you this, I want to walk my dog. Like I just, just go walk the dog, just go clean up. Throw, the I don't like walking my dog. I, I need the exercise. No, 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 no. Jordan, I walk my dog almost every day, but our dog needs multiple walks a day. And I can't necessarily, because of the kid's schedule, like we ha we have a dog walker to ensure that our dog gets at least two walks a day, but you know, the humanoid could do the one, right? Like we have like a a dog shaped robot that you could probably train to walk your dog, like tie one leash to the other, and like they just both like <laughs> robot crawl through the park. Well, I tell you, like I, I we pay a train, we pay this guy, uh. Mm, you know, I won't say exactly how much. It's, it's not a crazy amount of money, but he does training. Sports, like, think about how big sports training is. Like, my son, football, and he's awesome. I watch the training sessions. He's amazing. But there's nothing that he does with my son for X amount an hour that a humanoid couldn't do and probably, let's be honest, couldn't pick up every single training, training bit of information that's ever been given on football for receivers, right? And <laughs> training... Be analyzing like he, the one thing that he does probably is he bros down, right? And so that's good. He does. He does. You're right. You're right. So robot's not gonna bro down, and that's a big problem. Really? You know what Megan's capable? Jordan, dude. Okay. I just, well, let me just ask you guys. Be a sterile environment. You need you need the And the, Jordan. Human. Jordan, initially it will be sterile. But have you seen some of these AI companion bots and how good they're getting? Jordan, people are going to have AI companions and AI friends and AI spouses. It's just a, it's just a hunk of metal, right? It's it's you know that okay convert that you have it's not real, right? Okay, never oh. never went through you know what you're going through in middle school or high school, right? And so. I think, but Jordan, person to identify with, and to, like I said, if you're a boy, grow down. Okay, so you're right. It's initially it'll be better to use the human trainer, but you do also understand that we are privileged, and not most people cannot afford to hire human trainers at, you know, seventy, eighty, ninety bucks an hour, whatever they cost. So, and I know people pay a lot more than that for 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 sports training. So. How about everybody else? How about all the other kids that want access to private training but can't afford it? And now you have these humanoids, right, that you can lease out 24 hours a day. Marbury-wise, a humanoid robot, those things are going to be like 50 grand. Jordan, no. No, no. it won't be. Think about that. Just yeah, pay it for an hour at a time. and They'll be 15 bucks an hour. Yeah, you, you'll be able to. They'll be profitable. at. They will be profitable at 15 to 18 dollars an hour so instead of spending 70 to 100 dollars an hour uh for your soccer trainer for your kid or whatever now the rest of the world that only has a budget of 17 bucks an hour can go spend 17 dollars and have their kids be trained by a sick 
humanoid that is unreal, maybe doesn't have the best personality in the first couple of years. By the way, I think the personalities are going to get good pretty quick. I think you're going to be surprised because I've seen some of the AI chatbot companions and they are accelerating at a rate that you wouldn't believe. So this is going to democratize so much of life. That's what I'm getting at. The humanoids are going to democratize everything, everything that only privileged people can afford to hire humans to do this stuff. Something like this comes around, it's a money grab, right? And so it's just, it's another way to finance. Okay, but Jordan. Get more money out of somebody. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, but Jordan, think about it. Think about how many industries have been democratized by technology. We don't pay commissions now when we trade. Okay, yeah, there's a little bit of order flow, a few pennies that we get screwed on, but who cares? We used to pay 6%, 4% of the trade back in the 70s and 80s to trade. Okay, don't just invest in stocks anymore. Now they everybody wants to be an options bro. And so you know who's making money off of that, right? All the money that people are losing on all their options bets. That's just bad human behavior. That's just bad human behavior. Think about this. Think about this. Uh, imagine if you could purchase a human for $25,000 and own that human with a little bit of maintenance on an annualized basis, but basically the cost to buy a human is $25,000. You're, you're about to get canceled buying Google. <laughs> I'm just using it as a reference point. You're going to be able to buy a, a human that can whatever you need. Wait, 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 wait. wait. A human that can work 23 hours a day, okay, that is, has all the knowledge in the world that you don't have to worry about OSHA. You don't have to worry about it getting injured. You can, it can literally do anything. It can work nonstop and it costs $25,000. Just try to understand the impact that that will have on humanity, okay? It goes well beyond every kid in the country getting access to a private trainer to be better at sports. And by the way, I do want to say that's kind of an issue. It's something I think about all the time because we live in an area, Highland Park, you know, we've we have more kids going, becoming professional athletes in the NFL and baseball, you know, they just Google Highland Park people. Like it, it's, it's almost obscene. And a lot of that is because there's a lot of wealth in our neighborhood. And so many of these kids have access to private trainers from the age five, six, seven, eight. It seems like a stupid thing, guys, but it really is a disadvantage for just so many regular kids that don't have access to that. And and it's just one use case, but I actually think it's a use case that's going to play out. And I, I'm not joking around. I think that millions to tens of millions of kids are going to have trainers to both help them, whether it's with sports Listen, all kinds of stuff, like everything. Think of this: what this is going to do for elder care, guys. It's like it's going to be still like every sport thing. Just can you imagine, your kid, you get home from school, and you're like, "Hey, Dad, you want to play catch?" And Dad's like, "No, just just take uh take Fido the robot out, and you're just out there throwing with this old board." That that's sad. But but. I, I I would like to think of it more as because because I throw my son's a receiver and I throw the football with him constantly. I like to think it's more after the forty minutes of me throwing the ball with him when my shoulder is about to like I cannot throw an extra ball. The humanoid can then sub in after that to finish the job. That that's not how I like humanoid to think of it. has all of the experience of a NFL pro and. You're able to get, you know, it's just a totally everybody had a provided level of experience. Or do we just realize that it's a very small amount and we'd rather have that human connection of the dad playing catch with the son? Jordan, Jordan, it's no, Jordan, no, Jordan, this is going to create more. prefer the Black Mirror and doesn't want to have any technology ever. This, I am, this, anti technology, I think. The older I get, I just, you're, you're turning into a grumpy old man who doesn't want to uh, embrace future technology. You're like, okay, I just, I just cut it off. The iPhone is the highest level of technology I ever need. I, I don't need anything fancy. 
Think back to your parents saying the same thing about a VHS tape. That's <laughs> that's it. That's the that's as far as I'm going to go, and I'm not even going to bother setting the clock. Yeah, I might, okay. I might go back to the horse, right? I, you know, and just say, had enough. Jordan, this will lead to more time for people to have human contact. I Dude, like, the amount of time that, like, my dad had to, like, be at work doing the dumbest things with, like, with paper and so on. Now, like, we actually have more time. Think about helicopter parents. The reason why there's all these helicopter parents, including me and my wife, is because so many of us actually have the ability to be helicopter parents, right? Um, where in the past, there's just technology actually does open up time. Now, what you do at that time, you can sit on and you know, just sit on TikTok and Instagram all day if you want, I guess. Right. But it it does provide us with more optionality as humans to do more interesting things. Because think about all the stupid jobs we had 30, 40, 50 years ago. That was a complete waste of our time. Humans, even though the jobs we're doing today are still pretty stupid, they're not nearly as stupid as the stuff we're doing 30 years ago. The repetitive motion stuff that 90% of all workers were doing all day, right? So in 20, 30 years with all this tech and all the humanoids doing our jobs, we'll be able to get more creative. We'll be able to do better things. Right. These jobs that um, that are just terrible for people's physiology, but yet we live in a world where there are jobs designed around people's physiology, right? And so I think that, that that's a good use case for these robots. And that's where, you know, that's what I'm behind. Well, and here, but here yeah. is a comment from KW. We're not here to debate whether it's right or wrong. We're here to figure out how to make money off of it. Yeah. Correct. Yes. But I think I think to figure out how to make money off it. No matter what, you have to have ethics in life too, right? And I think that's, it's a balance. But you also have to you also have to come up with a thesis of how large this addressable market is because that that's still a big question mark. If you are at, are at all on the side of me and Elon and think that this is going to be billions to, to tens of billions, whatever it is on an annual basis. By the way, I love the fact that this is hardware that will be getting so much better every year for the first fifteen years that the replacement style. You know, all right, just think back to the replacement cycle with early phones. Okay, every year, every, same thing. Now, people, there will be a huge like a used car market. Like people would be happy to get the humanoids of two years ago that can't afford twenty five grand, but they can afford like ten grand for one that's a few years old. But the replacement cycle is going to be epic on this. So talking about billions to tens of billions with a rapid replacement cycle, guys, this could be, this will be the most exciting thing for an investor to try to monetize perhaps outside of just the internet itself. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I can't wait, dude. Like, I can't spend enough time doing research on this and just trying to figure it out. And we are still a little bit early. And that's why I'm kind of excited that Elon's screwing up Twitter and might have to sell another 10 billion of Tesla shares that will tank Tesla again, because it just provides another window if you feel this way about Tesla and humanoids to maybe steal some shares in the next six to nine months if that happens. It all it all works together. Twitter, humanoids, Elon being insane, <laughs> saying the wrong thing, having to sell his stock. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited, but I do have to go, guys, because I have another humanoid company that I have to meet with here in Austin. I'm just checking to see if there was any other comments that we were supposed to uh, cover, but I think that's it. But this is not over. Humanoids are going to be a major topic on this channel, what, like it or not. Hopefully you like it. And if you do, subscribe. We're trying to get to 100,000. We need another one of these blacks over here. Hey, Dave, we added another 100. I saw it this morning. We're up to 98, too. <laughs> We're we slowly clicked over because it was... It was ninety eight one ninety five when I checked. So we, we just needed five more to click it over to the uh, the the next hundred mark because they only reveal publicly to the nearest hundred. Uh, can I can I just answer Alan's question? Is Chris Long Tesla now, Alan? So I I announced a long time ago I, that I figured out the perfect amount of Tesla to own 
to kind of properly manage your Tesla FOMO. And it took a, took me a while, but I determined that the perfect amount of Tesla in one's portfolio to avoid Tesla FOMO is 4% of a portfolio. That's not advice. That's for me. So uh, 4% of my portfolio is Tesla. That said, I'm considering doubling that if Tesla gets destroyed because Elon has to cash out again to support Twitter purely because of my thesis on humanoids and that Tesla will be a major player uh, in the humanoid market. So, for, so it so could go up to not, not going to have FOMO number and 8% is your I'm, I'm really happy with my life choices. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Mine's much that's higher right. than that, and mainly because I got in Tesla so long ago that my my cost basis is low. I, back pre when they did that five times split, um, that I I can't afford the tax bill on selling Tesla. So I'm a I'm a perma bull here. I I can't get out of Tesla, um, <laughs> but I would buy more, even though I have way too much of my portfolio allocated to it. I, I think I would buy more if it if it drops because I I'm like you. I, I see this as a long term company that I want to own throughout the robot revolution unless something unexpected happens and I can't I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Um I can't believe that someone just called me out. Remember when we did a forever episode years and yeah. years ago? Yeah, and I made the biggest mistake. I was just, I'm so embarrassed. I, I, I picked Disney. Disney. <laughs> I think probably it's not. I'm high for Disney. <laughs> I'm out. I, I, I'm out. I, I, I had sold Disney a while ago. Like, I, I do not own any Disney. And, dude, what cluster. I There will become a point in time when I, when I will want to own Disney again. But the guys, like, is, oh, I think anyway. Jordan's all-time pick was Tesla, and I think he sold it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I did. And I know my all-time pick was the VOO, the S&P 500 index, because I was sneaky and didn't pick an individual company because I knew that I would win. Another story related to Disney in a weird way. I'm here in Austin uh, for a big event at Capital Factory, my favorite startup incubator venture uh, fund that we're all part we're all partners in. And they, I think, I think they have Mark Cuban coming to the event today. I think, I think he's speaking at this event I'm going to, and I, I'm going to, I really hope I get the opportunity to ask him a question because I'm selling the Maverick for him. Him him selling the Mavericks. Uh, Oh, that'd be awesome. But him selling majority, the uh, majority share in the Mavericks this last week to the Adelson family in Vegas uh, who I've been following forever, uh, so that he can get this linkage with the with casinos to bring casino gambling to Texas because he wants to open this massive, like Venetian <laughs> Venetian style casino arena in Dallas where the Mavs are going to play. Uh, but it's really also about the destruction of media dollars, uh, and how that is going to impact sports revenue over the next decade that's what he's seeing here so there's dual there's dual reasons why he did that and because it really is this is absolute destruction with with network with network cable going away with the disruption that's happening with streamers what we saw with espn the espn numbers for the first time about a month ago a month and a half ago this is destruction for disney this is destruction for all the sports leagues and they're stuck in these long-term contracts with players at some point in the next decade they're going to see some massive hits i think to the revenue line because there's just not enough money going around on the network side anymore you can't you can't force people to pay for it so i think that really is is destructive for disney i i don't want anything to do with disney right now and by the way, do you see even their Wish movie bombed? That was like their one movie of the year that was like a lock. That bombed last week. I didn't. I didn't see. I, I'm not a Dude. Disney Plus subscriber. I don't. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh oh! Someone asked how the latest 
NFT I bought is oh no, I don't even know. I haven't looked at it since I bought it. I that was the crypto industry pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah, like, it like, is doing, doing great. Yeah, it is, and I don't mm, no comment. I I think there's more exciting stuff happening in the equity market. But well, if you want to hear more of that exciting stuff, be sure you subscribe to this channel because you never know when we're going to be on. And I know that you have a meeting to run to, Chris. So we're going to say thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. We are Dumb Money. We'll see you next time.